In Mishle, that was a bear hagro. Okay, there's a posik in Mishle, Perg Ches, that says, Ashrei Odom Shemeli Lishkoid, Ashrei Odom Shemeli Lishkoid al Dal Soisai, Lishma Mezuzois Psochai. Fortune is a person who um, is persistent at my doors, he's always at my doors. Chachma is speaking, wisdom is speaking. Wisdom is saying, fortune is a person is persistent, he's at my doors always. Lishma mezuzah psocha, he's always waiting at the mezuzahs of my entrance. Mezuzahs doesn't mean the scroll that you, that's on the side of the door, it means the posts, they're called mezuzahs. So fortune is a person that is always waiting to enter my doors and who's always waiting at my uh, doorposts. The Vilagain says, what's this idea of doorways and, and doorposts? He says that there are two entranceways to wisdom, two ways to enter wisdom. Those are the two doors. These are mishpot and stoko. Two ways to enter wisdom. One is mishpot, one is justice, the other is stoke, charity. What does that mean? That means that there's two, thi- two ways, two character traits that you need in order to acquire wisdom. So maybe if you're coming for, for a few hours to yeshiva, if you get the character traits, it will help you always get when, you, when you go back. Mishpot and stoke. Mishpot is control. A, a judge controls the the uh, people by giving, by putting people in jail and uh, and uh, making laws, regulate society. As mishpat is control, and the other is stoko, charity. You need to have two attitudes when a person, two character traits for acquisition of chokhmah. One is discipline. You have to be in control of yourself. You can't do whatever you want. You make a seder. You have a time to learn, you have to keep that time to learn. You can't, you can't uh, be in, inconsistent. In order to be consistent, you have to have an iron hand on yourself, on your time, on your schedule. You have to, be, you have, to have mishpot. 
control. And the second thing you need in order to acquire wisdom is charity. Why? Charity means you have to think about someone else. If you're learning with someone and think about yourself, you'll never acquire wisdom. If you're listening to someone and think about yourself, you never acquire wisdom. You have to think about the other person. You have to be devoted to your chavrusa if you're learning with somebody, your study partner, or you have to be devoted to your rebbe who's teaching you. You can't think about yourself. You have to throw yourself completely into the wisdom. Or you're learning a page of Gemara or a Sefer. You have to throw yourself completely into what you're learning to try to understand what the lesson has to teach you and not what you can get out of it so you can have something nice to say. That's not a ray of wisdom. You have to have the character trait of caring about others in order to learn wisdom because that character trait makes you seek truth. If you're self-centered and you think about yourself, you never see the truth in something. You'll always be seeing, what can I do? Two people sometimes have a conversation uh, each one is not interested in what the other person has to say. He lets the other person speak so that he'll be able to say something afterwards. His main, his main interest is what he has to say, not what the other person has to say. That is a, that is a character trait which negates learning Torah because to, to learning Torah you have to invite yourself to the other, to someone else, to the Rebbe, to the Sefer, to the Chavuse. That's how you have to be Zechut to Torah. That's the two things, Mishpat and Stokam. There's another, there's a Gemara in, uh, in Shabbos which is parallel to this, even though the Goyen doesn't say it here, it says it in another place. The Gemara has the uh, different meanings of the Aleph base, what the words Aleph means or base and why they follow this order. And then the Gemara, Dav Kufetal in Shabbos, talks about Atbash, that's an Aleph base where you, com- you, you combine the first letter of the alphabet the last and the second letter of the alphabet and then one before the last and the third letter and three, two before the last and, and you make pairs and they have a meaning. And one of them is Dak. Dak is the fourth letter of the alphabet and Kuf is the fourth from the N. The form is the word Dak and the Gemara says, what does that represent? That represents Dal Soisai Noal. He closed my doors. Karnov Agadea. I will chop off his horns. Dal soisai noal. Very cryptic. What does it mean? What are the doors? It means these doors that we have reference in this particular Pasuk and Mishle, the doors of Mishpat and Stoka. If someone doesn't have those doors, if he locks those doors, Kanov Agadea, I will knock off his horns. What are the horns? Horns are two things in the Torah. They're used for expression for two for two acquisitions. One is wealth, is called a keren, and one is power, batohem kireim karni. Karni is used for power and used for sometimes for wealth. So if someone doesn't want to, if someone is ready to <coughs> discipline himself and to think about others, he'll be zoiche to two things, mide kineged mide. One is he'll be zoiche to, to, to power because he's controlling himself He'll be zeichet to power over others. Hashem Shemaim, if he wants to, he'll be zeichet to the ability to help others keep Torah. And the other thing is, if he's zeichet to give others, to think about others, he'll be zeichet to charity, he'll be zeichet to wealth himself. So, if he seals my doors, he's not, he doesn't do mishpat or tzdokeh, I will not permit him to have the 
the can, the, the, the horns, which represent wealth and power. Because wealth is neged tztoka, is a schar for tztoka, and power is a schar for mishpat. So that's, anyhow, that's the two doorways you need. Now you, you have lishma mezuzah psuchai. What are the two doorposts that hold up these doors? Yeah? Rabbi Lugan says, it's Avo and Yiro. Avo and Yiro. Love and fear, love and awe. To approach Torah, you have to have two, two uh, attitudes. Like, just like the door, the doorposts hold up the door, so these attitudes hold up the characteristics with which you can enter the Torah. What are, the, what are these attitudes? You have to love what you're learning. You have to have a cheshik in what you're learning. Wisdom is acquired when you enjoy what you're learning. Learning gives you joy, but you have to have an interest in something in order to learn it. You have to want to learn it. That's, a, that's, that's love. Otherwise, your mind doesn't function. The Gemara says, A person should only learn what his heart desires. What he has a rotsen to, that's what you should learn. Some people are talented for halochas, some people are talented for iyun, some for bikius. There's different areas in Torah that each one has his own, should find his own gishmak, his own area that he enjoys. Sometimes, sometimes a person can spend weeks clarifying one Indian, and that gives him satisfaction. Instead of learning quickly and not understanding, he spends weeks trying to clarify one Indian until he gets that clear. That gives him satisfaction. Whatever gives a person satisfaction, that's what a person should learn. You need avo, you need love. And the other qualification that you need is yiro, yiro, awe. You have to approach learning Torah with awe, the respect of what you're doing is something profound and something very important. If, that's why there's a mitzvah before you start learning to make birchas You're not allowed to learn without birchas, making birchas first. You have to say, what I'm going to do is, Kodesh Bohu told me to learn Torah, and he chose me from the older nations to give me a Torah. I have to realize its importance. If I, if I don't begin my learning Torah with a statement of its importance, I'm not supposed to be learning Torah. In fact, it's forbidden to learn Torah. So that's the awe. The awe is the respect, the, the recognition of, of, of the importance of the uh, overarching uh, importance for me. That's important for, for, uh, for learning to. So, Ava and Yira. Ava is Gishmak, is enjoyment, pleasure, and Yira is the respect you have for, for the Torah that you're learning. Ava and Yira. So, again, I repeat, I'm saying the doorways. The characteristics that you need to enter, the, enter into wisdom is discipline, consistency, right? and thinking of others. Thinking of others, nullifying yourself before others, and mainly you nullify yourself before truth. Right? That's the second thing you need. And in addition, the, the, the uh, doorposts that hold <coughs> up the doorway are Ava and Yira, the love of the Torah that you're learning, and the awe that you have for the Torah that you're learning. These are the ingredients that you need for learning Torah. Ashrei, Odom, Shoiket al-dal soisa yoim yoim, waits at my doors day by day. Lishma mezuzah psochai, he keeps 
doorposts of my entranceways. These are ways. A person who does that is Ashrei of Bizeichet That's that's what I want to give you an introduction to Yachay Kala here, and something you can take with yourselves when you go back to implement this. That's what you can do. Okay, you have any questions that you'd like to ask me? Or? No, no. Yeah? Not related to what the Rav Okay. Oh, can we refer to another... A little louder, please. What? <laughs> a little louder. Will there be another Eye of the Storm book coming? When's another book coming out? The Eye of the Storm. The yeah? Did you read the first one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's encouraging. It's a shame. It's a shame. It'll come out slowly but surely. Yeah. Uh-huh. It'll be called... Uh, uh, okay. Bring that up. has to come out another one. There's always problems coming up. There's always new problems. Some of the problems remain the same. It's remarkable. <laughs> the problems don't change. They don't go away. I guess you write a book, they don't go away. <laughs> what, what does the Shiva feel the biggest problem now currently? Biggest problem now for for the Jewish people or for Klal Yisrael? That there's a proliferation of movements that are trying to undermine to Orthodox feminism, uh, open orthodoxy even modern orthodoxy, people that are making, they're trying to make inroads into heterin, right? For example, I heard about a shul that has a, uh, that Friday night they have people, everybody comes with his instrument, they play guitars and everything, they, they greet Shabbos with, uh, with a ensemble of, uh, of instruments for Shabbos. On the one hand, it could be a very nice thing, right? Simchas, simcha of, uh, of uh, Shabbos. He's supposed to be in Kabbalah Shabbos and Simcha. But I think it's a terrible thing. I think because it's an uprooting of a minig. You're not supposed to tamper with minhogging. A shul is not made for experimentation, innovation. A shul is to connect you to the past. You have to daven in a way that people have been davening for thousands of years. That's the way, that's what you have to feel when you're going to shul. You have innovations, you're cut off from the past. And another thing, innovations can't be made by a particular role in a certain city, certain shul. You have to make innovation consultation with other people, other other bigger people, older people. You can't just make innovations because Balabatim won innovations. Hey, it's a great thing. Kalbach does it. This guy does it. You come with your banjo to the to the right? That's not how you. That's not what you do with a shul. I'm sure that whoever did it means very well. Right? After all, it's a simcha. It says you should be because a medrash. You should be Shabbos with simcha. Okay, that's why the chodoidi was enacted by Shlomo Elkavetz uh, 500 years ago. Uh, it wasn't there before, so you enacted it, so we should be Makabu Shabbat Simcha. So now, 500 years later, we're making another addition to a Chodidi. We're making it with, uh, together with a guitar. First of all, what about all the people that are playing the instruments? Are they Mechabim and Davni when they do it? 
Did you ever, can you, daven, can you be mechavin in what you're saying while you're playing a guitar? Impossible. Can't do two things at once. Even a malach can't. So some the people who are davening, you're not mechavin. Not mechavin, what they're saying. You're saying that a chazan is not mechavin when he sings a nigan. If that's so, you shouldn't be a chazan. You have to be mechavin when you're davening. The person playing an instrument can't be mechavin. He's on stage. And, and uh, innovation is a, is a terrible thing. <clears throat> so I'm giving you an example. There are so many inroads in Kaliso taking place. There's inroads that are made in innocuous things sometimes. Let's say open orthodoxy has a woman saying Chodoidi, right? Or they have a woman speaking after, after davening. Right? Not during davening, after davening they have a woman speaking. What's wrong with speaking after davening? These are all breaches and sneus, breaches of minhogim that didn't take place. And I think that's the biggest problem we have now, is that Torah is being undermined by different, by, by different forces. Uh, the forces are that always the outside culture influences us. That's how, we, that's how Jews are, it's natural. You have a host culture, and the host culture influences you, especially if you're constantly exposed to it. People watch television or internet or, and, and read in newspapers. We're influenced by what takes place. Right? Uh, someone told me that there's a certain community, there's a social worker told me, a third of the girls in that city are trying to transform themselves to boys. A third. Transgender. Transgender is all over. And everybody has the smiling faces of transgender. They all like, reach their success. Uh, they, they don't tell the stories on the internet. I think 20% of suicides happen from the people who have operations. They, they, they trans, transform them to female for men. I think 20% they don't have that. They have nice smiling pictures and lipstick of the men that made themselves into women. Like this is grotesque uh, demand for rights that modern man has, which has gone down to demanding that you can even change the sex that you were born with. It's like so, so. So uh, a man asked me a Shaila recently. He's, he's a very big company. He, uh, I forgot what he does, something in technology, a very big company. And he has a customer of his that uh, wants to order a few million dollars worth of, of his order. So he asked me, this guy's a from guy, he asked me a Shaila. He says, when a man comes in, his customer, you're going to have to shake his hand. He never shakes hands with women. So he, he, he doesn't want to shake hands with him. He's ready for a go a few million dollars not to shake hands with a woman. The only problem is this guy is a man converted to a woman. Is he allowed to shake hands with him? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yes, right? He, he, he said, if it's Usher, giving up a few million dollars in order for his, uh, for his, uh, for his uh, whatever, program, whatever it is. But if it's mutter, it's mutter. So I asked him, uh, I told him he has a din of a man. You know, he can wear himself to one, he has a din of a man. But would you have any, uh, you feel attracted to him? Would you be uh, sexually aroused by shaking hands? He says, aroused? He says, I feel like vomiting when I move. <laughs> so, so I told him, I told him, yeah, you can, you can shake hands. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that was a shot I just had recently. So uh, I said, we're living in such a strange world. 
there's a debate going on whether transgenders should be admitted to the Olympics, right? And, and the women's uh, competition for Olympics. Uh, all over the world, the transgenders are entering sports competitions. They're winning because they're fighting against women, natural women. Right? Whose bones are not as strong, whose muscles are not as strong. And the transgenders decide they're women and, and they, they go to the competition. They beat the women like hands, hands down. There's no problem. So they want to they go to the, to the Olympics. People are protesting. The women are protesting. It's unfair competition. You're sending a man against a woman. They never have men fighting against women because men are stronger. No, the Olympics, always politically correct, says no, the women can compete in the Olympics. The transgender women, that means the males who uh, take hormones uh, can trans transform, transform themselves into women. They can compete and they're, they're they're, they have a din of a woman, Koldova Shabbalilam. They have a din of a woman. And so so that's, that's a sick world that we live in. Right? How do we explain So I uh, was saying this is a world we live in, transgender. I was just giving an example how transgender affects our community. We're affected by the Galatia community, we're affected by all these ads and all these articles and about that gay is normal and there's nothing wrong with it. And obviously we think to ourselves that Torah must be wrong. If gay is so accepted by everybody, that something must be wrong with the Torah that us is it. We have to apologize for the Torah. Right? We have our doubts whether the Torah is true after a while. That all of that is because of the Goyesha culture around us. We like to be like Goyim, that's all. And, par and part, of this, part of this innovation and um, egalitarianism, what they call that the women should daven for the yomen and get alias. All of that is part of wanting to be like goyim. Goyim act this way, we have to be like goyim. So that's the biggest threat, I think, to Yiddishkeit in the long term. It's undermining Yiddishkeit. We have to resist it. We have to be able to say to, to ourselves as a community that there is a difference in the approach to life between a Jew and Western culture. Western culture has one religion, that is rights of man, the rights of the individual. The rights of the individual leads to very many conclusions. Everybody's equal, you can do what you want, I can't tell you what to do. Men and women have equal rights, and now men and women have equal rights to be men and women, to change. Every, every, certainly you can't have mitzvah says, can't be the women are part of a certain mitzvahs and men are chayv. Therefore, women have to be chayv. They have to wear film, and they have to wear tzitzis, and, and, and they can't be part of anything. It, it says in the Torah, right, that was, that was, it used to be in ancient times. Now women have changed. Everything has changed, and the Torah has to change in accordance with it. That approaches apikusus. That's saying that the Ubanishlam didn't, 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 didn't define what a woman is accurately. It's changed in the course of time. A woman is still a woman. A woman still is an Eza Kenegdoi. A woman yearns to be loved by a husband. That's her purpose. That's what her, her, her whole life is that. And a woman should be a Tsunua. She shouldn't be the center of, uh, of the gaze of men. That's why she shouldn't be a Rov. She shouldn't be a rabbi. So men should look at her. She shouldn't have her picture in the paper. That also, that, that sounds like you're talking about something so outlandish, but it's also obvious. A woman should just now. Uh, someone asked me, she's working in a base Yaakov here, they, they want to put out a, make a video of her and show it to the next dinner. 
Are they allowed to do it? I said, of course not. How can you, how can you have a video? How can, you can put yourself in a video and everyone will be looking at the video and the men will be thinking, is she dressed nice? Is she pretty? Is she not? That's natural. That's how men think whenever they look at a woman. Right? So that, you're going to do that at HSC? She's going to put herself on a, on, a, on a video where everyone's going to look at her? You can't do that. That's what I told her. It was a big shock. After all, the Besiakov is the one who suggested it. They said, Educators, right? Educators of girls. They're, they're the ones that are educated. There's that value of tznius is gone. No one has a sense of tznius, a sense that a woman shouldn't be a center of attention. The, the, the Jewish publications have constantly women and pictures of women, real estate agents, this kind of agent, this kind of business, all pictures of women. How can you have a picture of a woman in a magazine? I know. It's five steps beyond where everyone else is holding, but this is the ideal. The ideal of Tznius is that a woman shouldn't be a center of, 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 of the gaze of, of a man. That's all. So, so, but these things have been undermined slowly. We didn't protest against it. We have to protest against further intrusions, incursions on our, on our, on our value system. We have a different value system. This is the Nakuda. Our value system is not like the Goyim, our culture around us that says the main thing is man's rights. Our rights, 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 rights. It's all they talk about is rights. But you're no longer allowed. I heard, I heard my wife told me that she heard on the radio that uh, someone says that you're not allowed to refer to animals as animals anymore. That's, this, that's, that's uh, going against the rights of animals. You have to refer to them as a non-human species. That's all. That's all. There's no such thing as an animal. Right? So, that, that, that's, our value is there's a human being, there's a relationship with God, our purpose is to relate to God, our purpose is to control our Yetzirah. That's like revolutionary. The whole world says, how do you enhance your Yetzirah? And we say, you have to control your Yetzirah. We have to know that that's what we stand for, to control our Yetzirah. Right? Not to worry about our rights, but to control our rights. Not to speak Lashon Hara about someone because we don't have the right to speak whatever we want. There's no freedom of speech when it affects someone else. You can't do that. It's Lashon Hara. Everything in the world around us is the hepach of what we believe in. And we're not even aware of it. We let their behavior infiltrate into our lifestyle and their values infiltrate together with the behavior. So if someone says something like I'm proposing, he's considered out of his mind. Supposing that a woman shouldn't put her picture in a paper? Out of your mind. But that's how it is, because everyone's gone out of his mind already. There's a few sane people that remained. There's the B'nai Teh, that's all, we have to follow them. So, so I'm saying, a little thing like that, the, the guitar is an intrusion, is an undermining of Yiddishkeit, it's undermining the values of Yiddishkeit, it's undermining the the minig of Yisrael, we have to keep our min hugging and know that everything we do is there because it is an expression of our value system. Our value system is we are here to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to control our Yetzirah. Not like the Goyim who say we are here to serve ourselves. There's no Rebbeinah Here to serve ourselves and therefore to enhance our Yetzirah. A successful life is one in which you use every Yetzirah that you have to the fullest. That's the goyim. And we say a successful life is where you control your Yetzirah to the fullest. 
How could something be more diametrically opposed than, than, than these two worldviews of what, what, what life should be about? How can we join with them? We don't have to fight with them, we don't have to even visit them, but we have to know we cannot have them enter our culture and certainly not our shuls. But modern orthodoxy believes that the tachlis of everything is to be, is, is, is to be exactly like a going to find a heter for everything. I was, I'm putting a blanket statement in my, it's too, too much of a generalization. Many of modern orthodoxy, I would say, the whole term modern orthodoxy is, has to be defined first. But I mean, there are many people that believe that we have to find a heter for everything to make ourselves like going. So an advertisement in a Bolomer newspaper is given away free to the homes. Uh, full page ad. A certain restaurant offers you for the Super Bowl uh, 12-foot hamburgers. 12, what do you call them? 12-foot something or other. What do you call it? 12-inch hot dogs. Submarines, I've got it. Submarines. 12-foot long for, for the Super Bowl. At halftime, they give you 12-foot. And for a quarter, and for a half time, they give you 15 feet, and for three quarters, they give you 18 feet, I think. That's different. Different Madrigas, as the game progresses, the, <laughs> the sandwich gets longer, yeah? So you know, you can sit and munch for the time it takes for the half and a quarter time, and after Chasishol, get up to cook or something, you can sit and munch, and that's advertisement, right? Look how many, look what's in that taive, right? And what is the sports? Kine, right? They're mixed together. And COVID, what is sports winning in sports? COVID, you want your team to win. And Kine, you don't want the other team to win. And now they're adding Taiva. Kine, Taiva, and COVID all together in one package. <laughs> at one sitting at the Super Bowl, right? And, and uh, every, beautiful, full page ad. On the bottom, it says something that should have us either crying or rolling with laughter. Glad kosher. Yeah? Glad kosher. Kina taiva covid, glad kosher. Imagine? That's the type of world we live in. Right? So we have to we have to we have to fight against these intrusions. And the guy wants to make a few dollars at the restaurant, I can't have a tiny tent. But he's he's selling it because people are interested in it. That's, they're buying it makes money. He spent money on his ad because he hopes that he's going to get a return from it. But we cannot let Goyesha culture undermine us. That's the thing. We have to make sure there's no intrusions, there's no compromise, no changes of minhogim. That's, that's what I think. That is the greatest danger, I think, that faces us. Open orthodoxy has gone off the deep end already. I mean, the interfaith with with, with everything, Galus, uh, they started off just. They started off just a few years ago, just letting a woman say lechadidi, Friday night. Avi Weiss said, "What's wrong with saying lechadidi? It's not tefillah b'tzibur. A woman can say lechadidi. Not part of the davening. Uh, that's how it started, and what it, what it morphed into, morphed into Amish. It's, it's another Reform Judaism, with high priests, with everything." Um, what? I hate to interrupt. I'm sure we could be here. I hate to interrupt, okay. I hate to interrupt also. But, uh, <laughs> there is, there is, I, mean, I don't want to 
don't want to take away everybody's time from the place measures. Yeah. There's a shir coming at 12 o'clock. Uh, we thank the Rosh Hashiva for his time. Okay, and, thank uh, you very much. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Thank you Oh, how you doing? Are you too today? Yeah. Oh, nice to see you. Wow. Yeah. Thank you.